It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back. Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell with you. Summer Brecky continues on here at uh, SEN. Alistair Dobson still ahead of us, uh, boss of the BBL. But for now, it's time to go down to Melbourne Park thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. Well, if he was fly-blown yesterday, heaven forbid what he would be today. It's hard to know where to start. BP, a big welcome to you. Uh, thank you, uh, gents. Yes, uh, I've just uh, been working on opening my mouth uh, probably after a 2.05 a.m. Oh. finish for Alexi Popper and, uh, this morning. So, boy, oh boy, did he uh, go the journey. Uh, we got a few matches, obviously, that haven't been completed uh, with the rain, but they moved Alexi uh, into John Kane Arena after that Alex Demonor match, and he decided to play, what, about a four-and-a-half-hour epic. Now, <laughs> help, help me out on something here, BP. We were talking about this earlier, and this, just might, this is just our feel, and it might be way off base, but is the heat policy softened when it comes to the Australian Open? I know it's all around the, the something I don't understand, the wet bulb temperature, but has the heat policy softened since the early days of the Open? Well, I think it's a, probably a reasonable point uh, to make, uh, Sam, when I was going outside yesterday uh, at about three thirty, four o'clock, you know, I'm watching sort of the uh, the patrons just sort of sitting around trying to find some shade, but a lot were just sort of walking around. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, as oppressive as I'd probably felt before. And I, you know, when you go to the US Open, let me tell you, the humidity is uh, tenfold what it is in Melbourne. Mm. Um, you know, if Roger Federer sweats uh, at the US Open, you know something's not uh, totally right with the weather. Uh, the only time I ever saw Roger sweat in that match against uh, John Millman. So I'd probably felt they, they could have kept playing. Uh, but, you know, it's all about looking after the players, which, you know, I understand as well. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was an interesting few hours because then the weather was coming in and scheduling becomes a bit of a nightmare. And you can certainly catch up and get things uh, back on track. There's plenty of courts to be able to uh, do that. But, you know, I think it's a different system there from the wet bulb, uh, Sam. It's right. a scale, with one to five scale, and they... And the, the court temperature, with a hard court too. I mean, I've been out there quarter nights when you've got the nice Julius Malos. So they're just about melting uh, on the court. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty hot, uh, certainly, for the right. players. But luckily, we could certainly close the roof uh, with you know, three of the courts yesterday. And a fair bit of contention on the scheduling, as you mentioned, BP, that you know, people weren't being notified when they're playing today till after midnight last night. Yeah, there was a lot of texts going around uh, late last night because they obviously they, they try and hold the players as, as long as possible because they, they want to get through these matches. They don't want to backlog and then it does present some issues uh, with some you know more uh, you know, inclement weather forecast for today. Uh, so, yeah, normally they'll sort of try and release a, a, a revised order of play. But it was, it was sort of a little bit uh, tricky because there was some matches in progress, stop, start. And, you know, look at Kokonakis and Fanini. They had about four or five false starts. And then Fanasi went Wushka for two and a bit sets and was two games away from finishing that to go off court. So, yeah, it's not as straightforward. You can understand the players. I know yesterday had to be moved into the National Tennis Centre for just small practice sessions. So they a lot of them couldn't get out there and warm up at 
Yeah, it wasn't an ideal situation. Yep, Tanasi uh, Kokonakis, uh, Max Purcell, they're uh, ongoing at the moment, so they'll continue on today. But I wanted to ask you about Kim uh, Birrell, BP. So what was it, a week and a half ago, she didn't even have uh, a spot in the main draw. Venus Williams opened that up for her with her withdrawal, and she's taken full advantage. What a win this was against the reigning quarter-finalist, Kai Kanepi. Yeah, these are, these are the sort of performances that our Aussies need. You know, Sam, take advantage of these wildcards. Really dig in. Take advantage of a, a heaving crowd breathing down your neck and ride that. And, look, Kim, like a lot of our uh, female players, has certainly got the capabilities. I mean, she can strike a, a good ball. I've, I've just felt our girls have lacked a bit of self-belief out there that they actually really belong at the level. So sometimes they need a bit of vindication. And, but, but not be satisfied with it either. I felt I, I sort of felt like over the years, oh, we win a round or two, that's a good effort at the Australian Open. Well, I reckon we're going to raise our uh, bar a little higher. And, and Kim, you know, there's been, like a lot of the girls, sitting in that sort of 100 to 250 uh, bracket. And, you know, to go a bit higher, you've got to win these sort of matches. I mean, she had a third round run, I think, back in 2019. Uh, she's had a few injuries across the journey as well, but... Yeah, her and Gadecki, um, hopefully they can yeah, really put their best foot forward in the next round because, you know, there's some winnable matches there with that crowd too, whatever it's worth. Good start from Alex Demonor. Oh, um, Fatic. That was uh, a confidence booster for him, round one? Clinical. Yeah, Simon Clinical last night and uh, he was on uh, on task uh, right from the opening point. And that, that's what he is. He's breathing down your neck from the opening point with the return of serve because he takes it so early I mean, he got airborne a few times, uh, but he's backhand down the line. He hit some of the most sublime shots uh, last night. And just when you, you think you've got him, so Sue, his opponent from uh, Chinese Taipei last night, qualified 209. He actually played like a guy who was ranked inside the top 100, but he was charging the net at every opportunity, knowing that he had to try and finish points. He, you just can't go with Demonor and, and try and sort of out-rally him. He just gets to so many balls. But no, I think Alex... Alex is sort of saying, okay, this is my fortnight to really shine. Kyrgios is not here. Put some attention on me. I'll uh, bring you along for a great ride. He's such a good kid, engaging, and the crowd were terrific with him uh, last night. And, you know, he's got certainly a little passage at least through to that, you know, possible uh, round four with Djokovic. Who I've got to say, oh. uh, looked uh, pretty good last night. The hamstring <laughs> was uh, taped up. He was pushed to the limits a, a few times, particularly in the second set by Bayana the Spaniard, who he trains with a fair bit over there in Spain, but yeah, it was pretty clinical from Novak as well. No issue with the crowd with him either, BP, which was, was uh, right. expected, so that was all smooth sailing. Oh, before we let you go, I just had to ask you about Andy Murray. I'm not sure if Andy will need a wheelchair today. Oh, I'm not sure he was uh, having um, a great uh, success trying to stand up in the, the, the post-match uh, interview on court yesterday. Jeez, he looks sore, but I'm proud of myself is a comment you don't hear too often, though, and Here's a man who's won $63 million or whatever it is in prize money over the course of his career, and he's still going in his mid-30s, even though he knows his best tennis is well and truly in the rear vision mirror. He just loves it, doesn't he? And the crowd loves him as well. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. It was, it was the slowest walk back to the <laughs> locker room I've ever seen from Andy. And Yeah, look, he had not only the British flags are flying, Mum Judy in the crowd who's uh, come out from the UK. She's supported her sons all the way. I mean, I reckon I almost saw just a little change of the lips of Ivan Lendl, who's uh, a bit like Weekend at Bernie sitting there. <laughs> he shows <laughs> absolutely nothing, Ivan. I just thought it maybe a little smirk uh, towards the end, how proud he was of uh, his charge. And, you know, I'm watching Berrettini 
Mm. Uh, I think it's the Netflix curse. Alcaraz oh. lost out Berrettini yeah. uh, last year, and he, he knows that I'm in a much better position. I'm 10 years younger than Andy. I should be able to just come up with a big forehand and, and just finish this off. And then Murray's just in your face, digging in, ultimate competitor. Uh, but it's a bonus for Thanasi Kokonakis. I'm, I'm sure Thanasi gets through his match from here, and he takes on a yeah, pretty weary Andy Murray in the next round. Absolutely. That was an incredible game uh, yesterday. Andy Murray winding. Well, not quite winding back the clock, but the grit was there, and um, the crowd well and truly behind him, Scoop. Uh, BP, uh, Olivia Gadecki on court today as well. I'm not sure what time she's scheduled for. Yeah, so I'm just about to look at the revised schedule because I don't know if we'll quite get out on the outside courts. Mm. Uh, so she'll be out early. A few of the Aussies have been slotted in to finish, as you mentioned, uh, Purcell and uh, Kokonakis and Alex Vukic as well, who are the three Aussies uh, yeah. who are hanging over from last night. All right, mate, we look forward to that. The pinnacle of engineering is the Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted right behind BP. Enjoy your day, Brett. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure, gents.